thanks for joining us again. Halloween month rolls on, Jared. Back to some Stephen King. Well, he's never far away. It's not really Stephen, is it? It's kind of like Stephen adjacent. Stephen adjacent. <laughs> it's Pet Cemetery Bloodlines from this year. This is a prequel, is it not, Jared? It is. Uh, to the remake from 2018. Before we get to that, let's run through what we've been watching. I actually managed to knock a few things over over the past week and a half. I'll, I think I raised it in the last episode, but I watched Jackass Forever. Mm-hmm. That shit never fails to be amusing. I don't no. know why. I mean, those guys are clearly badly injured. Oh. A couple of times. I mean, Johnny Knoxville was almost fucking killed by that yeah. bull. Yeah. And he should not be doing that. I believe Steve-O says in that the movie was going along great. We <laughs> don't need to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. And, when, when did we get to the point that Steve-O's the wise one? Yeah, He's correct. <laughs> Especially after he has a large number of bees slapped around his cock. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah. It's funny that we, he says that after. Yeah. <laughs> but, look, it's still good fun. I think it's because they ne- they 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 just hurting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not. Like, yeah, they're not trying to hurt anyone. The whole prank culture on YouTube and that has started to fucking impede on other people. People's yeah. And as we saw a week ago, a bloke got shot because he was doing that. So, so the fact that the jackass people are just doing it to themselves. I mean, even when he's crapping on a toilet in public. <laughs> <laughs> Did you remember that bikey there's going, why why were you doing that? <laughs> why were you even sitting there? Like <laughs> But yeah, I look I got plenty out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Welcome to Wrexham, Wrexham season two. I think I watched the first six episodes. Mm-hmm. Still good fun. Shorter episodes, I've noticed too. So they're kind of knocking them out much quicker, cutting back on the amount of stuff from Reynolds and McElhenney, I've noticed, too. Yep. Less of them. I watched... We finished The Long Shadow. Oh, yeah. Stan. Really good. Really good. Uh, it, it it wisely doesn't really cover the Ripper himself mm-hmm. much at all. It's more about the investigation and the victims. And just to say this, because I also watched the Ripper documentary on Netflix again. Yep. I cannot believe that motherfucker was interviewed nine times. Yeah. Nine times in that five-year period. And no cunt thought anything of it. Which is, you know, that, that, that sort of shows where the investigation was. I mean, and when we're talking about something totally different to what you do today. Mm. So I can kind of see things were different. But, Christ, nine times. I mean, if, you know... Surely after about five years, and this guy's fucking yeah. definitely. Why are we talking to him again? <laughs> oh, because he was fucking spotted around the scene again. Yeah, yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he hasn't got his gaudy accent. Gaudy accent. Oh, fuck! It's not him then. Yeah, like, I can't be him. Fuck him off. Yeah. Oh, uh, we because you can't. You know, you couldn't put that on. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> like seriously, I watched Violent Night. Shouldn't be laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, it was all right. I, I think the idea was probably better than the execution mm. at the end of the day. Oh, it was, it was a bit of fun. It was yeah. a laugh. Yeah. It was a laugh, and I, the early going of it was quite humorous. Yeah. Where he was trying to just get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the opening fucking 
the the opening scene had me laughing for about three or four minutes. So, like sitting there in the cinema when he's and he you know, was when he peeing off the he's taking a piss off the bloody sleigh and yeah. all this sort of shit. Like yeah, he's just a bit. Of I a thought crap. it was funny when they you've got that magical Christmas movie moment where they realise that's oh, fucking Santa Claus and run right out the front and they get fucking vomited on. <laughs> Not bad all round. I watched Champions. Which oh is yeah. The Woody Harrelson. Oh look, it was all right. Yeah. It was all right. Yep. Um, and it, she's fucking long though. Yeah. Two hours five. I mean, it's a comedy, a breezy comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking minutes. And you know what? People would continue to argue with me that no, 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 it doesn't. Ninety minutes is too short. Oh no, 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 it's not. Well, the naked guns were eighty. Some of them punched in around eighty minutes. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be really funny to be, uh, especially the spoof. Yeah, you know, obviously this is probably not in the spoof realm, but in that kind of realm, you got to be really funny if you're pushing two hours. Oh, <laughs> and you clearly are not. <laughs> like, it's kind of lightly humorous. Yeah, okay. So, uh, you know, nice performance from Woody Harrelson, as always. Uh, Ernie Hudson, you know. <laughs> He's in there. <laughs> I'm sure Ernie would be happy to hear that. Chief Marin. Yeah, like, yeah. We, in there. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging around. Well, his fucking carcass is Looking there. for a free lunch. <laughs> he's he's you tell me Ernie and Chicha are basically Carl Weathers from fucking Arrested Development. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's telling you, you know, if you take the chicken carcass, you can make a really nice soup out of the bones. <laughs> yeah, basically. And... Last thing I watched was the first two episodes of the new Goosebumps. Yes. Which is fucking excellent. Mm. I really like it because it's got the the through line of the whole series. Yeah. But each episode is has got something from one of the books. Yeah, yeah. So the first one was um, Say Cheese, Cheese, Say and, Cheese Die, and Die, yeah. which had the camera. Second one's The Haunted Mask. Mm-hmm. So far, they fucking nailed it. Yeah. Like, cool. The Haunted Mask was better than the first one, and I thought the first one was really good. So I'm, I'm super keen to see where it goes from here. Right. Very yeah. good. That's it. Uh, I didn't have much, so I was still, I'm still working through the uh, Halloween challenge. Oh, yeah? Uh, the, the next one that I was on to was, was set in space, so Jason I should X. have watched Jason X, oh. but I didn't. Leprechaun? I watched Life Force. No, is that that fucking Toby Hooper? Hooper? Stevie Rail's back. <laughs> um, look, it's not bad. It's got some excellent special effects work in there at times. But it starts to get a little... Oh, I kept asking myself, what are they doing again? Like, what are, what's happening when... And what are they again? What never... I kept just going to add... I mean, that was probably compounded by the fact that I had a busy week, so I kept falling asleep. So it took me about four or five nights to fucking finish the thing. But yeah. It was it was okay. Couldn't I couldn't uh, couldn't, couldn't put it in top tier nah. material. And then the next one was J Horror. So I I spurned the you know the rings and the the grudges and things like that. I was looking for a couple that I just couldn't find. So I settled on Audition, uh-huh. uh, which I hadn't seen as yet. How was it? I mean, for three quarters of it, it's not anything in the horror realm it's very much more sort of setting up um, and it's, it's still pretty engaging that whole time but then yeah the last I mean everyone probably knows the last 20 minutes take a fairly hefty turn where there's some stuff on screen that could uh, 
turn you off. <laughs> well, put it this way. Don't make your dinner and then expect to eat you get turned off by I mean, I watched it, but there was a couple of things where I was like, ugh. You won't be watching it again. I was kind of groaning about it, but... Fair enough. It's probably not anything you haven't seen in some other stuff that we've watched. I mean, you've got a we brother, say you've got a brother who's been encouraging you to watch things like The Human Centipede, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to fucking... No, well, I've seen The Human Centipede. I've seen The I Human Centipede. I refuse to fucking go any further. Two and three, I'm not even touching with a 10-foot pole. But Look, I want to talk to the bloke you made and say, well, what... Why are you interested in people shitting in each other's mouths? Yeah. I mean, what are we what are we saying about society yeah. here that we crap on each other? We, we crap yeah. in each other's mouths. I can is easily come system? up with a better fucking way to put that across. <laughs> is it a, is it a, I don't need to say people mouth to yeah. asshole. Are we talking class systems? The, the the first class is the person at the front of the line, <laughs> and then you know the one at the back seat and everyone's shit. Like, it's just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know mean, what you're the saying. The third one's got like a fucking a prison full of people stitched yeah, left and rig off. And this is the thing. I didn't get any of that from the first movie. I just got, let's gross people off. <laughs> yeah, and I believe the second one's got a guy masturbating with fucking sandpaper and yeah, stuff. Wow. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't need to see. What are we doing? Yeah. I fucking don't know. Just give me the Spuds and Burger <laughs> slasher. I don't need to see that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate this. I didn't. Uh, I probably didn't enjoy didn't it as much it. as some people did because it starts to go through. Yeah, there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of things oh, that. That stuff. I don't, I don't necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that stuff. Fuck. I don't necessarily dislike films that do that, but this one didn't <laughs> grab me as in right. the way that some other ones. But you know, like a like a Hereditary or something that had similar stuff. Not the gross out factor, but you know, puts themes in there with. With you know symbolism and all that sort of stuff, I prefer something like that than you know ten minutes of fucking. Oh, it was this person. Now it's this person. Now now they're a small child. Now they're this and that. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going? Where are we going with this? <laughs> you know things are not going well. You go, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was before we started cutting people up. <laughs> <laughs> Problem, yeah. problem. So, so that was, yeah, that was it for me. Oh, fuck, mate. Right, I've got a bit of catching up to do. I've got a couple of things on the burner that... Uh, well, it takes fucking five days to watch one movie. <laughs> well, yeah, life was... <laughs> I felt like, you know, that I was actually being drained by one of the fucking vampires every time I turned Life Force on and I just kind of went... Do you, do you think, just fucking fell asleep. Did you think away. the movie was making you fall asleep? Because I <laughs> think that's that. where we're going. Part of that. But, yeah, I, I just... I don't know. It was just one of those stretches where I just couldn't get one... Couldn't get it finished. Okay. All right. Before we get to the the film, we're going to do a quick up or down. We did an up or down on the Thanksgiving teaser trailer. Now, a full trailer's been dropped. How did you feel about it? Yeah, look, because you're a bit concerned because you felt the uh, the fake one that was done for Grindhouse was kind of like taking the piss, yes? Yeah, I, obviously it was. I mean, there was the scenes that were just Halloween and then there was the lines where it's like trying to take the piss out of the genre like the table is set and all this sort of stuff and there'll be no leftovers even the line that they're using is kind of taking the piss out of the the holiday slasher that we you know once halloween was a hit everything was a holiday yeah. slasher for a bit there we've, we've covered just about everything so i've got concerns i mean it looks it looks good everything in there the stuff from the killer actually looks excellent from what i can see of the slasher elements looks great but I do have some small concerns. That it's too serious? 
Well, it might be too. Soon. The whole thing was. I mean, the reason people said we got to have that movie was because it was funny, <clears throat> wasn't it? True. I mean, I saw a turkey in the trailer, but I didn't see anyone rooting it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we've just talked about fucking human centipede. I don't really. <laughs> I feel like we need to watch it. Yeah, no, look, I, 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 I don't need to see that specifically, no, obviously. No. But there was some cool stuff with the slasher that he was doing. Stuff that I love, you know, we're relating it. They talk about, like, he's using things from the table. Hmm. He's using things that are on the table, like killing someone with the corn cobs. Solid. Holder and things like that. Solid, but then there's the bit at the end that goes into parody. And if it's not a parody, like... She's yeah. in the, he, he fucking puts her in the oven and cooks her like a turkey. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, if it's not in parody, then there's trouble. Yeah, so my I think hope, there's, there's going to be an element of it. My hope is that they find the balance there. I am actually excited that, you know, Eli Roth has decided to kind of indulge a little bit of that straight slasher stuff and get away from... I mean, I watched stuff like The Green Inferno and didn't really like it all that much. So I never saw The Green Inferno, but he'd kind of gone away from horror and totally... Yeah. Last couple of years. He did that house with a clock in the walls and yeah, yeah. Death Wish. Yep. So I'm happy to happy to see it. Think it looks the slasher stuff looks great. Just concerned that if there's not the right dose of humour that it's gonna be one of the things that you're fucking taking the piss of piss out of in the first place. Mm. Every time I see the teenagers on screen, I think like prom night remake. Oh, things like that. <laughs> so, no one needs that. We'll see. We'll I, see. I'm up. I'm up for it. Yeah. Because I feel like even if they do go into just straight slasher territory, I love straight slasher stuff. And if you're going to put something in the cinema for me and you deliver on oh. the kills and stuff, now you'll see me pretty happy. I love that. You I get love three that. and a half from it. But I'm just, as I, as I say, I'm just concerned that that's what you were making fun of in the first place. Yeah. So if we go too We've far to too that far realm, away from what without we a bit of... I mean, the trailer looks like there's a healthy dose of tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, that's what we need. I, I'm hoping that that's exactly what it is. Yeah, fair enough. I'm with that. All right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer to 2023's Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Where do you think we should go? Wherever. Let's just enjoy every second of getting the heck out of Ludlow! First place I learned about death was a pet cemetery. The secret place. Generation to generation, dead things buried in that land would come back. There's something else. Can you hear them? Voices. I think something's wrong with Timmy. He needs time to adjust. The people built the pet cemetery to protect them from evil. That's not Timmy. Something's talking through him. the day he came into this world and I'm going to hold him the day he goes out
Cemetery Bloodlines from 2023, directed Lindsay Anderson Beer, who wrote Sierra Burgess is a Loser. It's produced by Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, who produced The Meg, and Mark Varaden, who produced Infinite. It's written by Lindsay Anderson Beer, Jeff Bueller, who uh, wrote The Midnight Meat Train, and is based on the novel by Stephen King. Stars Jackson White as Judd Crandall, Natalie Arlen Lind as Norma, Henry Thomas as Dan Crandall, David Duchovny as Bill Baderman, Samantha Mathers as Kathy Crandall, and Pam Greer as Marjorie Washburn. I don't know what the budget was. Couldn't find anything on that. And it debuted, obviously, on Paramount+. Plus. No box office. Now, the character Donna wields a scalpel as a nod to the original Pet Cemetery, where Gage ends up wielding the same style scalpel. All right, Jared. Thoughts, mate. Thoughts. Look, I was reasonably—I don't know if excited's the right word—but I was optimistic about this because, you know, when I heard that it was going to be a prequel, but they decided to flesh out the story that Judd touches on in the movies and the book, I thought, cool. Like, I'm Let's happy to that. see that. I feel like they missed. A lot of opportunity. They tried to go in a couple of directions that didn't really sort of pan out. Mm. As a result, it's pretty flat the whole way along. The killing stuff is just pretty bland. Uh, most of it is fairly bloodless. They do a lot of the kills off off screen. Like they do a lot of cut away from it, things like that. So you don't even get you're not even getting kind of like. Your standards. No. You, you know, just to beef something up, you throw in a bit of guts yeah. and gore. And I hate to say it, they, even the the direction, oh, the direction of those good. stuff, is like you just don't get any scares out of it, no. anything. Everything just feels feels a little flat. I give it some credit for some of the ideas that they, they started to, to go with, but I think it was a two in the end, and I'm probably being a little generous there <laughs> in some parts. Yeah, look, it looked cheap. It takes far too long to get going. The direction's flat. The dialogue's flat. The acting's flat. I feel it kind of peps up near the end. And not because I... I feel completely the opposite. (laughs) Not because I feel like it makes any more sense, because it fucking doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make a lick of sense at all. But just because we finally get to some killings. Yeah. And a bit of sort of... I can't even use the word action, because I wouldn't have said it was that packed with anything remotely that interesting but it's more interesting than what comes at the start yeah from my perspective i was i was on the uh i was on the flip side of that i was more excited by the places they were were touching on that they never really went to i guess by the time we got to the end i was just sitting there going what the fuck i guess for me that early stuff didn't interest me because of (laughs) it went nowhere so it started sort of the nowhere that it went <laughs> was, the, was the third act? Yeah, correct. correct. I'm not fucking. So once you got to nowhere, you were fucking loving it. No, but at least they were killing some people. For fuck's sake, somebody died in that back end, right? Um, but you know what? Its biggest sin is it's just boring. Like yeah, just, it is. Just boring, boring, boring. Yep. And 
you're making schlock. <laughs> you, like, this is why fucking Charlie Band and Roger Corman have stayed in business for so long, Jared. Yeah, yeah. Because they know when it's schlock, you dish up whatever you can. Yeah, yeah. well, Corman had a set of rules. Yes. Corman was like, if I, with 20 minutes in, we've had to have killed at least one person. Yeah, exactly. I, had, I need to have seen at least one set of breasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's kind of got all these And rules I know that. that sounds crass. Yeah. But it, the simple fact is you're making B-grade shit. Yeah. So you must get us, grab us with something. I guess the thing for me is I felt like there was places to go that would have been similar to the first one but had, had some different things to say. And I feel like they touch on them but they just don't. I gave it one and a half. Any of them. One and a half. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Oh, and you enjoyed the end. I gave it a two and I fucking yeah. hated the no, end. No, I didn't. Je- no, fucking hell, I'm probably using the term enjoyed very <laughs> loosely. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. It just yeah. had a bit more going on. Yeah. Because to me, as I said, when you're boring, 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 when you finally find a little bit of pep, mm. I at the very least had to give it a tick and say, okay, you've done all right there. But I hardly would call any of what they do at the end great in any way. No. So just just to touch on it quickly, why do you think, and I'm sure you will dig into this a bit a little bit more, but why did you why would you go away from what's in King's book? Why oh, I mean I've got some ideas around the I've got some ideas around the war angle as to why they deviated from it, but I don't think they should have. I don't know. I felt like maybe they felt like when they were fleshing it out that that was the way they had to go because the part in the book is very short and sounds really cool when you when you when you talk about the little details. But perhaps they started to flesh that out and thought it isn't quite working, so they put a twist on that. But I thought, oh, yeah, okay. So they said it's not quite working, so let's make it worse. Let's make less. it worse. <laughs> 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 let's make it make it incomprehensible. It's, it's not quite working, so let's do it differently and make it not quite work. <laughs> right, let's do it differently and make it not work at all. Because I still hear the way that King did it and place it in this context and still think, you're saying the same things that I think you're saying. I mean, I'm an idiot, so I could be getting those messages mixed up, but I think you're saying things about the war and people yeah. coming back different. That would have still been relevant if he came back in a box and then started wandering the streets of Ludlow. And quite frankly, I would have loved to see more of the fucking streets of Ludlow because we didn't get, didn't get to see that. You didn't know shit about anyone. Oh, fuck, let's get into it. <laughs> 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 fucking, so, shit can this. We're in, the say, we're in the say something nice section. Okay. So gonna, say something nice. Look. Got to be positive. Even though I feel like the performances are not great, you've got a solid cast of B actors. Yeah, okay? nothing wrong with the cast. Older guys... Older guys and girls who, who even if they're producing their less least impressive performances, yeah, they're passable in this type of film. Yeah, Duchovny, I mean, Henry Thomas, is Sam fucking... Greer, none of them get a hell of a lot to do. Oh, Duchovny is just he, the pork prick has nothing to do. Yeah, I, I feel like there's so many so many places you go because we spoke about this, right? Yeah, you might want to do things differently from the book. But that's the Lewis and Gage of this story, right? That's mm. the guy that puts someone in the ground. And we just get none of the emotion that's attached. I mean, both the pet cemeteries, you know, both the, the, the Mary Lambert one and the 2019 one, I don't think either of them get it quite right No, with the book. No, neither of them got it right. But you, you do get emotional moments that fucking... You feel a bit of the, of the grief... 
that that they are experiencing. Duchovny, I mean, I couldn't tell what the fuck he was feeling from his face. Yeah. So but there was one moment, I'll get to it later, that I, I was in fucking stitches. There was one part that I was pissed It was meant at. to be emotional, I believe, yeah. and I was just fucking beside myself it might laughing be, at it. It might be the same one. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I think it is going to be the same one. But, but Duchovny, yeah, for all his faults, at least, you know, you know you're getting, okay, like when he's on screen, he's... He's perfectly firm, fine. Yeah. He's just given nothing. Henry to Thomas, do. the Henry same. Thomas, the same. Um, Pam Greer. I thought um, all the younger actors were fine, although I did listen to the Losers Club review on this, and I did have to start laughing when they were like, they looked at Judd and they're like, the guy's never ridden a tractor in his fucking life. <laughs> he golf cart at best. Yeah. <laughs> so there was elements. But of also that. the problem that you had with him is, you had Fred Gwynn in the first movie, you had John Lithgow in the second movie. Mm. And then you got this guy. <laughs> like you got you got fucking Brandon yeah, Walsh from Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. But I didn't think he was he was a bad actor. He wasn't bad. He was no, fine. my favourite in the in the movie. I thought the best performance or the one I enjoyed the most was Manny. Well, he had the most to do. Yeah, he had. A, like he had the most. He had of, a little to get get stuck into. Because they they actually tried to flip emotionally. It didn't work. Fucking but way. I also it didn't enjoyed, work worth a shit. Well, <laughs> it was meant to be emotional with him and his sister. I felt like yes. there was yeah there, there were better angles to go. I tell you that did work. That did work slightly for me for one reason, which I'll get to later. Okay. But yeah, the cast was totally fine. Totally fine. If anything, a couple of people maybe you go in different types of people for the role. But I could have seen, a, a, if, if it was a well-written movie, all of the players yeah, doing look, the job. Yeah, they would have been perfectly fine. Because I actually think some of the issues are directorial. Yeah. I, I don't think the director Story. is a strong director at all. Story. And well, I think is, part is of the, the problem is you can't pull... Directorial gig? It might be, but you can't pull performances out of these people. Like, they're good enough actors, but well, you're, not, you're, not, same, you're not getting it out of them. It's the same person. I thought the writing was... was Part of the issue too. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to kick. Don't want to kick the writer director too much. No, but, but I didn't, didn't feel like it was super strong in either area. You made a comment when I first got here that Pet Cemetery, like The Exorcist, shouldn't just have a a film rolled out just because. Oh yeah, we've got it. Mm. So we'll roll a movie out. Someone's got to come with a pitch. Well, that's, that's what I feel like doing, and I don't feel like this is anything like. No. What, what like nobody pitched this, and then the producers went, "Oh shit, Fucking great, yeah, awesome!" Because I, I think this is this is the the issue, right? Obviously, with some of these rights, there's time limits, and there's the I mean, fucking like Children of the Corn and Hellraiser have suffered for the you have got to get one out every year. <laughs> you got to oh shit, we're gonna, punch, we're gonna punch one out in two weeks. Fucking hell! <laughs> but you take that business out of it if it was a, if it was a just an artistic endeavor. You've said a couple of times, I don't think something needs a sequel. And sometimes a movie is so fucking fantastic that that's the way we feel about it. But after a time, somebody comes in and says, i got this idea. And everyone around goes, that's a fucking great idea. That's that's what we want to do. But the way that we work is, uh, we've got the rights. We need to get a movie movie. out every couple of years. And Paramount... Oh, we've got the rights to Pet Cemetery. We need something to chuck on streaming. And I think that's part of the problem is all the streaming services. Now you've, you've, you've got... You need content, right? Well, I wish that fucking a couple of them would fold. <laughs> Just roll into something Have else. you got any uh, candidates you'd like to fold? 
I don't mind Paramount, but I'd prefer it fucking fold and roll into HBO or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, there's all the studio things, but fuck, if Amazon or Apple could acquire <laughs> acquire one or two, just 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 to condense it a bit, we want some competition and some choice, but there's too many at the moment. Surely. Well, maybe we'll do this. Do one. we need Tubi Originals? No, we don't. <laughs> but you know what? I reckon they hoodwinked the producers. I'm putting together a conspiracy theory. Right. The pitch would have been about Timmy and part of the story that has not been sequenced, seen on film. Yeah. Which is what that is. Yep. But I'm sure the producers did not expect this. No. To come of it. Well, I, fuck, I don't know. I'll tell you what, mate. If I was fucking a producer and someone had given me this, I'd be just like... <laughs> 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 can we uh, can we talk to David Zaslav and figure out what tax Fuck breaks he used to fucking burn the burn the negatives? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep the cash. <laughs> okay, back to look. We were saying things. Okay, it's the positives. All right. So going back to my original enthusiasm around the project, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when I heard that. They were going to make a prequel and that they had decided to go with Judd when he was young and fleshing out the, the stories that he told about what he'd seen and why he kind of... how he knew what he knew. I was like, fucking good. That's, that's what we want from a prequel. I felt like they'd looked at the property and said, this is the obvious place to go. Even though it's the obvious place to go, it was probably the part that I wanted to see. Hmm. So I was like, cool. I'm, I'm fucking... I'm fine with that. Expanding on that stuff that was glossed over in the other movies for a, for a good reason, but had a little extra stuff in the book, I thought that was the avenue to go. And I still feel that way. Look, I mean, if they went back and said, we're going to... Like, if they said, this doesn't work, my in the writing process, my fucking feeling would have been, okay, well, we scrap it, but we still stay with that Judd... Yeah. We need to, We try and crack that... Try and crack that nut. That nut there. Um, and look, this is a fucking bowl of beer that's full of fucking piss <laughs> on the table at a bar. Like, yeah, yeah. It's you not got people to... coming out of the toilet <laughs> and wash their hands and then you can straight back into it. That's the type of dance we've got yeah, at the moment. And it, this sort of stuff comes down to where you want it, okay? So quality of this sort of movie comes down to where you're putting it. You're putting mm-hmm. it on streaming. So clearly you don't really worry too much about quality, Yes. You know, because you're not to a level, you still want right? reasonable stuff, but obviously. But if you were going to take this seriously and really give it a, a, a red hot go, I mean, wouldn't you even approach King about where could we take this? Maybe <laughs> far too busy punching no. out fucking seven books a year <laughs> at this at this rate. <laughs> I mean, the guy should be smoking a pipe in a fucking rocking chair, and he's just. Punching out books. Well, he's fucking sober, Jared. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> if he was still on the coke. He'd be writing 15 books a year. <laughs> right. But you could approach King and ask him where he might go. Might have gone with this. Yeah. To, to, to expand upon it. But don't ask that's you to the write thing. the fucking thing. Because but that's the thing. This is where King had gone with it. Yeah. He'd already put it in the original book. So you have the conversation. You say, what else was there? 
We only want to talk. We don't want you to write it. We just want to have a conversation because we know your time is money, Stephen, and we don't have a lot of it. says, fellas. We don't have a lot of it. I have not got time for you and your shit. Just give me a check and fuck off. Stephen, give us 15 minutes. I'll take notes. That's all I'm asking. Okay, back to the fucking hell. We we, we have gone slightly off track there. Let's get to the negatives to really cut into it. Well, I haven't. I've still got a couple of likes. Yeah, I know. So do I. fucking washing us over. I've still got a few. I've always loved sometimes that is better. Like, I think that line is just fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. always been fantastic. Well, and even delivered up. by the young Judd in this, he's yeah. got the right vo- voice for it and everything, yeah. and it comes out really nicely, and they lead with it yeah. right at the start. Yep. There was actually a couple of good lines. There was a line, there was another one I like later on, just, you know, really simple stuff, like uh, Judd's dad talking, talking about Judd and Manny. And he kind of just says to him, look, most of us only get one life. It's too short for unfinished business. A little bit of that sort of stuff. There's another one about children telling the... Only children tell the whole truth and all this sort of stuff. There was, there was a couple of couple of reasonable lines in there. They were surrounded by some shit. Oh, yeah, there was a couple of turkeys. Don't worry about um, that. But, but, yeah, it, it that's where I felt like it was trying to go in the same, same places that uh, the original was going. Sort yeah. of piggybacking on that... I thought, like, once I saw Timmy coming back from the war and them kind of choosing to use that to maybe touch on the PTSD stuff of veterans and tie that into the grief, like, like, Duchovny's character, it's not the same sort of grief, but he's missing the person that they used to be before they went off to the war. I thought that was not a bad place to sort of make your point. Oh, yeah, no, don't worry. I think that that opening kind of idea about Timmy coming back and then not being who he was, and it is touching on Vietnam, you know, itself. Yeah. The Vietnam War, a lot of people came back and they were fucked from Vietnam. Yes. Very obvious that, you know, it's it's an obvious analogy to what's going on. Yep. But. But it doesn't go very far. It doesn't go far enough because Duchovny is then not seen for ages. Yeah. And then Timmy, we just see he see Timmy fucking rambling on like rambling an idiot. around. Because, uh, you know, in the book, they, they talk about, I think it's the book, is where they are, it's the only place where they dig into a little bit of what Timmy was doing. They talk about him wandering the streets of Ludlow and people knowing that, he's um, that he was dead, which I, you know, I think they should have stuck with. But. The part where they get Judd and the friends saying, we've got to fucking sort this out, and that's where he starts spouting shit that he shouldn't know, mm. which I felt was kind of eerie in the book. Yeah. Again, we're taking fucking a couple of pages of material and stretching that out into 90 minutes. That's not easy to do. Yeah, but... But I still think there was stuff there, and the only time we get that eeriness to me is when he talks to Pam Grier. Hmm. At the post office, and he starts talking about life as a house yeah. is just another hey, box. You just wanted to go and like a mailbox and then like a coffee. Your dad. Yeah, yeah, like all that. That that was kind of cool. That was the that was the one part I liked, and I didn't mind the part where Judd first goes back to the house and he's standing and he's there just saying, talking how long to him would from you behind have, the door. Yeah. And, how long would you have lasted in combat? Yeah, I felt like that was the only part. That particular one was the only part where they touched on the the war stuff, and then the Pam Greer was the only part they got right what was in the book or the eeriness of the book about Judd talking about... I mean, Timmy talking about shit that he couldn't have known. Yeah, and look, I'm with you. A couple of those ideas had sort of potential. 
had potential. And they just briefly got it, part of it right here and there. There were, look, there were a couple of gory moments. It's not super gory, uh, but there's also a lot of carcasses and shit like that, mm. which, again, that stuff's pretty well handled and is quite gross. Yeah. So they do get a little bit of that right. I said that they didn't quite deliver on that, but, yeah, there is a grossness to some of it, which, you know, I was okay with. Yes, and there, a couple of parts in terms of that I liked when Donna came back and Norma washed her feet and the fucking skin yeah, just, skin just came off, peeled yeah. off. That was cool. Yeah, that like was a little cool. bit more of that stuff was was would have been okay. And sort of segue into that, I feel like that's the best bit of the movie when Donna attacks Norma in the hospital. That one wasn't too bad. That actually ramps up a little and and yeah. feels like there are you know like there's a little bit of tension. She's being yeah. followed. Yep. Uh, Norma is you know, I'm sorry, Donna is has killed a couple of people. Yes. From that point on. Why are they fucking like super that? strong, though? <laughs> I don't know. Huh? Because it turns into fucking... Because one guy's with his fucking entire head turned around. Yeah, I know. The guy in the hospital. I know. Like, why are we super strong? Well, I didn't think we were, but... We are possessed by a, a demon oh, yeah, okay. of sorts. Okay. But I thought it was more of like a truth-telling kind of... <sighs> and look, this is my last like. I just felt the finale, although not great, there's action. There is actual things happening, but there's not. There is <laughs> really not. They've got. We've got a girl. What's that? Tell me what happened. I fucking don't know. But they. they <laughs> I don't know the actual details of what they were doing. But exactly, they turn up for a showdown. Nothing happened. They, they turn up for a showdown with Timmy. We've got some gunfights. We've got some shit going on there. People getting shot. Timmy gets takes it in the head with a flare gun. Yeah. Love that. They turned up for a fucking, you know, they turned up for a festival and they got fucking meatloaf at the grand final. They got, they got yeah, yeah, but you know what? At least they got an A list up. Who delivered a C list before, a D list performance. D. Fuck, that's, <laughs> fuck, that's probably being fucking generous to the guy. There are a lot of questions with that finale, though. But it wasn't. Ex- it wasn't exciting. It was exactly the same as the rest of it. The one you pointed out, the one in the hospital, was reasonably good. Sharper, all the other kills. Sharper. All the other kills were very hmm. unexciting. I mean, the, the I don't know. The why. fucking bloke being pulled under the stall. I mean, I shouldn't. I shouldn't go into this now. But well, we're about to get in. Have you got any more dislikes? No, I don't. You got nothing else. I got nothing else. Holy shit! I think I was more. I was positive around the whole. The thinking the behind the idea. The idea that they ran with. And a couple of the things that started to be I was about the kernels that were there. The kernels. They were unpopped. They were fucking uh, unpopped, all right. They're still there. They're yeah, still yeah. in the bag. They're the ones that get stuck in your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> won't go away. Okay, dislikes. Dislikes. Okay, so we're talking about that. From my perspective, yeah. the bloke getting pulled under the fucking, what is it, the horse stall? Yeah, yeah. Pam Greer. The Pam Greer one was so... Telegraph. There was not a shred of excitement in that. No, scene. no, that was. Boring. And it was supposed to be like tense. She's looking around. It's like, well, fuck. You just showed us the axe a minute ago. Yeah. You know, he's just going to come. Come probably with, with the axe in the house when Donna turns up. They couldn't even drag some emotion out of me, and I felt like there should have been emotion there. Manny and Donna's relationship was the only one they actually spent a bit of time on. All right, let's let's backtrack. Got to go back to the start. Okay, we'll backtrack. Okay, firstly, piss poorly directed. 
really poorly directed. Well, in the in the moments that count regarding like the tension, but just generally, a lot of close ups. I, I feel like a lot of shaky cameras, a lot of weird tilts and shit. I like, feel what are like we perhaps doing? she was hamstrung because it looks like they were saying. We're not going to kill anyone on screen. We're not going to have a lot of violence. Uh, maybe. But people have worked around that. Yeah, she, may, though. I think she right. tried to with Manny when Manny was getting cut, but you didn't really see it. Yeah. But even that was just... It just fell a little flat. I just felt the whole thing was really flatly directed. Yeah. And it, proved, it, it sort of showcases that you don't... You didn't come with a plan as to how you wanted this executed. Like, what did you want to get out of it? The creepiness was what you want. You want this creepy vibe. Well, I don't know if they didn't have a plan, but maybe they didn't have the necessary experience to execute Maybe, but, I mean, fuck, mate. Doing a Dutch tilt every time Timmy fucking turns up is not what you would call creepy. The way I felt watching the movie, it may as well have been a Dutch oven because I was pretty fucking filthy (laughs) about most of what You know what? I fucking Dutch ovened myself in bed and felt better about it than this. And that includes after I ate a pork shoulder recently. <laughs> fuck, Jared. Let me tell you, I know this is off topic, but it was this, it was this close to a shit. Like, so you could have actually cooked something out of there. Is that what you're telling me? You would have eaten it, but you could have cooked it. It was like an easy bake oven for feces. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, look, okay, maybe they didn't they, they came with a plan, but yeah, they didn't have the, and, and it's pretty clear she's not an experienced director. I think so, yeah. It just didn't it didn't show on screen. No. No, it didn't. Didn't at all. I love the idea of the prequel, Jared, I do. And I feel like like you said looking for little pieces in King's book that we can sort of go with mm-hmm. is the way to go. Yeah. Like that was the right choice. But when you're making a prequel, but yet it seems to echo the same beats and stuff as the first one, it doesn't really do much. But it did it without any of the emotion. Yeah, there's no panache, there's nothing. Did it without the, you know, the fact that Gage is a little different. Because yeah. he's so young, and there's the there's the attack, there's the unfairness of that for the for the family. I guess there was a, there was a hint of that with war in general. That mm. you know you, you're sending people off that that didn't want to go and what. But if you just if if that's all you're doing is basically making a very pale kind of imitation of it. Well, they didn't have they didn't give you any chance to get attached to any of the characters, even if you weren't attached. You didn't understand necessarily. Well, of course well, you understand. Did you under- notice how they kept trying to flash back to Manny, Timmy, and Judd being great mates? Yeah, and all it ever was it was, was just fucking- them. But all it was was them sitting around clinking beers in the fucking. They didn't do it until the third act. You didn't hear any of them talk. You yeah. didn't get any sense of. I mean, just- you, you, you see Duchovny playing catch. After we've had fucking eighty minutes of zero <laughs> character development for him and his him and his child, who you are supposed to feel the tragedy of. Yes, I didn't feel I didn't feel any of the tragedy of of Tim. The only fucking tragedy I saw was this. <laughs> yeah. The shit that was on screen. But yeah, like the the flashbacks for me were they're a dislike of their own because it's like, well, why why did we even bother? Yeah, because it didn't add anything. If you wanted to do that, do it early in the film. Fucking make it... Start it when they're young so we get a chance to know that they were great friends because I didn't... Well, why not start with a, a quick 20 minutes of them as being young, build the town up, they're young, Timmy goes away to war. Mm-hmm. And then we come back. Could have done it. 
I mean, I think that would have been fucking much better. I wanted to see Timmy, 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 fucking shambling the streets of Ludlow. Yes, and I didn't get it. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. This town is full of stupid motherfuckers that continue, <laughs> continue, Jared, against all good sense to take their loved ones up into a fucking burial ground that's got a curse. This, well, this is a deep dive. It's not a deep dive. It's not a deep dive. But let's start with the idea that when we get to Gage, mm. it hasn't happened since Timmy Baderman. Man, dig it. I like that. Like that because because Judd was there. Why did he tell fucking Lewis to put the cat in the cemetery? Fucked if I'd know, yeah. Judd. You know better. Yeah. But the fact that there's that time passed, good. People don't know. People haven't seen Timmy. People in town, new people in town, young people that have been born didn't see Timmy. Good one. Good. Good. I like it. And they they tried to kind of replicate that a touch with Judd didn't know it. Judd hadn't seen it. Hmm. But his parents had. Okay. But you fucking supposedly built a deadfall. Just to clarify, I'm not 100% sure what the fucking deadfall is, but it looks like a fucking blockade of sorts or something to climb up or that you couldn't climb up. But yet, in both films, you climb over it with fucking ease. With ease. Although, in the the 2019, they did give you a sense of, this is hard yakka to fucking get there. Yeah. This one, I've got got a separate piece of information that makes it seem that it's not at all difficult to get there. Why do we not fucking lay a slab of concrete? Why do we not take some gravel up there and fucking cover it over and say, well, yeah, we need to cut this shit off? Yeah. The, the, the five families or whatever that were, you know, that, that, that Timmy was after. Yeah, which yeah. Which were fucking made. I didn't get any. I, I got no. Yeah. I knew. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I mean, we got the we got the part that the town. We got the guy that the town was named after who was eating people. It seems like everyone after that was like, whew. That was fucking hairy. We better tell people not to do that again and just trust that they'll listen to us. <laughs> For 300 years. <laughs> he wasn't buried in there, was he? The town father. I think he was. Was because he? Because by the time they got up there and they talked to the, the um, fellow that was playing the drum, yeah. he said, your people didn't, didn't listen. We told them the ground was sour. Kind of repeated stuff. Oh, okay. So they he had died in the in the fucking. But when they got there, he, had he, died. he fucking I don't know how he died. He but it seemed like he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was on the Oregon Trail. Dysentery. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> fucking hell, he's got, he got a nasty case of dysentery. But <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. He buried him. I took it that yeah, he died and he was buried by All the right. people. Okay, because just to come that that entire sequence was fucked. Adding that was fucked. Yeah, like they should just shit. never have had that. It was, and it was piss poorly done. It was badly acted. All the fucking costumes looked like they picked him up at fucking down at the local costume shop. <laughs> it was the just Dollar the, Tree. The whole fucking... thing was fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. But as as we said, like build a fucking fence around the cemetery. Do something. Don't just trust yes. the. Oh, it's hard to get up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most people don't have the cardio fitness to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if they're dragging a dead body. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, fucking dead weight makes it impossible (laughs) to get up there. Uh, just 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 a thing, too. I think it would have been better that that story about what happened to 
Ludlow in the 1600s was told to them by one of the people who knows about it. So either Henry Thomas or Pam Greer or one of them. So two things there. Obviously, I thought the flashback added nothing as well. But it it works better when Manny's just reading it. He's reading the end and seeing the fucking creepy images in the book. That works better. But then we go to fucking Henry Thomas who's reading another book. There's a fair bit of literature. He's reading to himself. He's not telling anyone else. So why do we have two separate books and have a drunken priest? Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> Fucking hell, what was the point of him? I don't know. He's in it for like a minute. Yeah. I just feel like you fucking just roll that together. Judd finds it at home. Yes. Or his, or his and Henry dad Thomas just explains says, it to him. Or his dad just says, bloodlines, we're going to fucking, I'm going to tell you about it. Like, mm. I, Because I, I felt that's where you should go. Judd finally uncovers through his dad what where things are at. And then they yeah. then they go to Timmy's house to confront. And J- Judd goes, "Well, fuck, Dad! Why didn't we just fucking lay a slab of concrete over the pet cemetery?" And then Judd goes, "I'm getting in my car and getting the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah, exactly. They did give it that sense of. They did give it the sense of when he got there, and the voice started. You know, he says it's it's talking to the people that are most susceptible and whatever. Yeah. I didn't mind that idea that, that people with better sense still would do it. Yeah. Because grief is, you know, it's, it's difficult. Losing oh. losing someone is difficult. Um, I, I do not question that. No. Oh, but I can tell you right now, if I lose a loved one, I'm not fucking carrying them up to an Indian burial ground <laughs> and burying them. Well, I could try, but as I said, it, it seemed like it was fucking hard. You, you need to fucking train to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> yeah, with someone on your back. Someone slung over your shoulder. Basically, you got to be a Sherpa. <laughs> yeah, you're Sherpa fitness. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, okay. And the... Well, sorry, I'll, I'll uh, pull back on that. We'll come back to the other parts no, later. Uh, yeah, fair enough. It's just very slow and very boring. Yeah, Every time is. we see Timmy, he, he he gives these ominous fucking things about the pet cemetery. Yeah. But then we just cut to something else. Like, yeah. So there's yeah. no build up of kind of that atmosphere and that sort of feeling of like mm, dread. We're going to get to something. I'll tell you how you cut through the boredom. Away. You have Timmy's funeral. You fucking Timmy shambling the streets of Ludlow, and then he starts telling people things he shouldn't yeah, know. Exactly. Fuck where? Oh, and, and, oh, that's and right. I've read that somewhere. Think, <laughs> <laughs> think about it. The raising of the stakes there. Yeah. He dies. He has his funeral. Well, it, the from grief. the get go, it sets up. We don't need a drunk priest. Judd and everyone's like, "What the fuck's happened?" Yeah. So there's a natural curiosity Why is this that leads guy still to fucking Dad, in the streets. Fucking tell me now. I need to know. Henry Thomas gets the one copy of the book that he's got. Yeah. I mean, they didn't print copies as far as I was aware. It was a it was a handwritten oh. diary. <laughs> but Henry Thomas has seemed the like the same book. Henry Thomas has seemed like or was it, it like was. a captain's diary in a cricket team? <laughs> Everyone's got one. <laughs> it was Warwick Todd's diaries, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Full of factually incorrect bullshit. <laughs> the best part, again, a colonel, it looked like Henry Thomas's book was written by different people. Oh, yeah. Like that they were, they were adding yeah. 
Yeah, we've had all these instances. So again, why do we just continue to say to people, trust us, don't go up there? Oh, did your son die? Head up to the pet cemetery. <laughs> well, I shouldn't tell you about the pet well, cemetery. He's going to come back as a bit of a fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah. What's the difference? But that sounds better to me. That there's a reason why they're saying we need to fucking know oh, what's yeah, going on with that's Tim. That's right. That was written by Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's why it was better. <laughs> just, it's a natural through line, right? We went to the funeral, but here he is walking down yes, the street. Yes, yes. And it's creepy. And we talk it's, it that brings David Duchovny in. We start talking about what the fuck's it's going on here. Genuinely creepy. Yeah, that something I think like, so. like imagine starting with the funeral, right? Yeah. Build the emotion, build an understanding of the boys. Judd talking about Judd and Manny is better going yeah. straight into a funeral. Yeah. Judd and Manny could be seen as emotionally wrecked at the funeral, and then suddenly their and mate Manny and Judd turn. reconnecting yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Like, and then fucking bug, bugger me if old mate doesn't come wandering through the street. Yeah. I mean, like, holy shit, what's happened here? Well, I think that sounds better, and I think you can work better with that. Does it? I don't, I don't know why you go. I don't know why we start with. Oh well, Stephen's got this in the book. What if we fucking change things? Like, why don't you start with how can we make that work? Yes, because it already seems to work to me. Look, Stephen King's only one of the greatest authors of the last fucking <laughs> fifty years. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's do our own oh, thing. But Stephen, <laughs> Stephen wrote Maximum Overdrive, so. We don't need to listen to We know better. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. We're fucking, we are Hollywood types, and yep. we know a bit better about this than he does. The same, it would have made the intro worthwhile, because the intro felt just like, fuck, let's get that stuff out of the way fairly quickly. Well, I've had to peace court and all that talking, shit. Well, just him, yeah, him just talking over the fucking, another truck driving through Ludlow, it just felt like we've got to get this origin stuff out of the road. It made me think, can you imagine somebody watching this without any prior knowledge of the other movies? Oh, Christ. If, no. I, th- if I fucking, at the end of it, was going, Christ. You wouldn't watch this, though. <laughs> wouldn't you? I thought that was the aim of making a movie, that you wanted well, people Jared, to watch it. No, Jared, I'm going to be honest with you. You've given me the code to your... Paramount Plus. Oh, no, I did not. No, 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 that's right. That's right. I, I came across a code. <laughs> so, digitally. I, I signed up. <laughs> I paid for $45. I, I signed up to Paramount Plus. I fucking would not. I would unsign. <laughs> There's not much on there. Because <laughs> if I'd never seen Pet Cemetery, I would never fucking seek this out. Never. No, but I feel like there's going to be someone who's watching this movie who then goes, <laughs> Holy fucking shit. hell, I'm never going to watch Pet Cemetery ever. Yeah, what though? All of them are on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I know. Including Pet Cemetery 2. Yes. See, Pet Cemetery 2's that. how you handle it. Pet Cemetery 2 was what, stupid. Zany, off the wall. Yeah, silly as a wheel, <laughs> but entertaining as fuck. And that's what you do. If you don't have well, anything new to say, Jared, just have a, have a ball with it. But see, I felt... What, what they were doing would have been fine. It would have been rehashed to a point and it would have been, okay, well, there's not a whole lot new here. But you get the kills right, you get a little bit of the Timmy Bateman stuff, get some creepiness. Yeah. It would have been fine because Clancy Brown, a couple of times in that one, he's... He's loving life. Yeah, he's just going apeshit. He's loving it. So, yeah. 
Where are we? That was pretty bad. Where are we? Can I just talk about... You talked about the the people people in Ludlow. (laughs) Can I single one out? I'm not fucking burying people up in the the wilderness. Well, here's a... Every fucking household's got a corpse in it. <laughs> well, this was the a most corpse. This was the most confusing part of the movie for uh, me, right? Yeah, yeah. We spoke about the supposed difficulty of getting to the pet cemetery, yeah, right? Yeah. We get the bozo. He's kind of the balding guy with the mustache, and he's talking to Pam. Yes, Kira yes, 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 yes. Worst character in the movie. Who's he? I don't know, but he comes up to Pam Greer and kind of goes, "Sheriff found an open grave, big enough for a dog. At least, better watch out tonight." And I'm sitting there going, huh? <laughs> I <laughs> thought it was difficult so, to get to the pet cemetery. So, 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 so you're so. telling me the sheriff... The sheriff's on a three-day round trip. <laughs> on, on what seems like a one-police-person town, <laughs> and the fuck. sheriff's going up to the pet cemetery every night? <laughs> he must. <laughs> How would he know otherwise? Uh, and how's he getting there in yeah, rapid he's time? He's doing his rounds. But how? Um, I don't know. How's he get up the deadfall in his I fucking... I fucking don't know. He's on his own, too. He's doing it every night. Actually, apparently. he's the worst character in the movie because he fucking doesn't even speak. The sheriff? Yeah. Well, he, he fared better than this bloke because the bloke spoke. Oh, hang on because a no, no. He couldn't speak because he was ratchet. We, <laughs> I think he'd been just recently fucking uncovered <laughs> from the pet cemetery. But we go back to this guy. Here's my biggest problem. Here's where he goes from... That's a weird comment, and I don't understand how the sheriff's getting up there every night. Two, Pam Greer calls him up. Not fucking, what, 15 minutes of screen time later? After he's told her, we better watch out. So he obviously believes in what's going on here. So he's part of the bloodline. She calls him up on the blower and says, Timmy Bateman quoted my dad's suicide note. He goes, ah, Timmy Bateman couldn't have quoted dad's suicide note. Really? You think Bill buried Timmy? Well, didn't you fucking tell me to be on alert last night or this evening, wherever, whenever it was? So why are we? Why are we then? This is part of the shit dialogue. So we then. Why realize- is this person then going? No, no, no. Being sceptical <laughs> for ten seconds before he quickly whips out. He's, he's the very next thing he says is, "You're right. That's how it starts." <laughs> Explaining, you know, it starts talking about all these things. She said, "You know how it starts. They they know things they don't know, and then the killing starts." And he goes, "You're right." I'm like, "So why were you ever skeptical? You seem to know this." She told you word for word. He's telling me things he couldn't know. If you've read that little package that. Judd's dad's oh got and you should have said after being on alert the night before fuck we're on here yeah, <laughs> we've yeah, got a, we've got a dead yourself. person wandering around the town but you know but you in that entire conversation too you, you're saying oh you Bill, Bill buried Timmy up there but you're that's saying, what he says yeah, yeah. so you, of course you should be on alert that but Timmy's yeah. fucking in town yes and he's a corpse uh, Obviously, this is why you're not the sheriff. Because you told me last night, there's a hole big enough for a dog, maybe bigger. And then tonight, I'm telling you, hey, something happened and you're going, nah, I couldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's about... There's about three th- there's three things that need to happen. Someone needs to get out of the ground. They start talking shit that they didn't, don't know. Then they start killing people. We've ticked two of those boxes. I'm telling you that. You're going, nah, nah, it couldn't be. You really think he's in that? Well, you told me last night step one was seemingly dumb. So. Put the pieces together, dipshit. 
that was the dumbest part of the movie uh, for me. When it was like, uh, I was just like, <laughs> why on earth would you have any skepticism in him? I would just have him saying, oh, shit. Because yeah. then the very next step is, we better organise a meeting. He says, I'll organise a meeting. Well, you should have said that first. We just, oh, Honestly, fucking hell. Fuck. It's like, it's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And then to add to that, Norma gets attacked by the dog. Yep. Uh, sorry, not Norma gets attacked by the dog. I'm talking about Bangry. actually Marjorie. Turning up. <laughs> Holy shit. Turns up at the bar like she's just freshly been attacked. I mean, her face is just... It yeah. looks like she's just been attacked. And the, all they can do is go, What happened to you? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, fucking hell. I was, I was waiting for her to say, Oh, the dog attacked me. And the guy, this guy saying, No, he wouldn't have buried him. <laughs> you sure? Did the dog tell you something you shouldn't know? Because if he didn't, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> but see, once again, look at it. The, the, the beats were all there. Yeah. The dog was buried first. Yep. Like, just like they did in the first movie. Yes. With the cat. Yep. Yep. And look, I know that I love my boy, but I've buried a dog up and it's come back <laughs> and it's clearly fucked. He's growling at me. He never used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just, he's just not happy from back. <laughs> he's just a little bit unhappy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he'll be right. And I mean, he stinks like death. He used to drop his cuts, but now. Oh, Jesus. I mean, he smells dead. Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. Like, my child just died. Should I bury him up there? No. No. So. <laughs> that's just Especially if he's a full grown man with army training, <laughs> combat training. Yeah, yeah. That sounds reasonable. Okay. Uh, touching on that, the kill scenes. They're all pretty ineffective. Well, you can't see much of it goes on. Donna right? was the big example for me because, as I said, I felt like her She gets stabbed Maddie, in the belly and then she runs outside and he just... Into those fields and, and then just it. straight away gets caught. But I felt like that was the one that should have had some impact because they were the only characters that we got to see have a bit of fucking normal time together and have some normal conversations. But even then, it wasn't great, was it? It wasn't a lot because, well, they were side characters. That, that's what should have been happening with the I mean, characters t- we were supposed to... I mean, getting sidelined is fucking Norma. Yeah, yeah. Well, Norma and Mrs. Crandall, because did, was it just me or Mrs. Crandall walked away when they were sitting on the couch at one point yeah. when Jarden and, and... I can't remember his dad's name. Jarden and Mr. Crandall have the, the conversation about did you pay someone off or whatever. Yeah. She walks away and there's a massive scar on her leg. You saw that. Correct. I did. What I took from that is, okay, she knows too because she's buried a pet or something and the pet's come back and fucking attacked her. It's a pretty big fucking scar. <laughs> but I'm assuming that that was all I could read into it because we never fucking circle back to any of that. Well, they point the scar out too. So if you're going to point yeah, it out, yeah, what's, we shoot the, it, what's the issue? Yeah, we shoot it to see her walking away from behind so we can see this gigantic scar on her leg. So something happened Yeah. to her. And I get the sense that you wanted to fucking tell me a little more about that. I was open to listening to that, but, but we never get we never get around to it. So Norma and Mrs. Crandall both cop a bit of that. Yeah, they just get shafted. Yeah, like Norma is basically put in hospital and spoken to one time. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and then she's captured. She's used as the kind of opening sort of. We fire the opening shot with the dog attacking her, yeah. and then then. She's then put you don't even need the dog of... if Timmy's walking down the fucking street after his funeral. Yes. 
She's then put in like a cocoon of like fucking goo of some kind later on. Why are we talking about that? Because <laughs> you you supposedly like that. I, part, I was loving it, but you couldn't time. tell me why well, she was in the goo. Yeah, there were problems with the end too. I, I asked whether that. perhaps you know Timmy was Timmy was working on a sewage line under well, there. What the fuck was happening? I don't know. He was digging tunnels down there. I don't know. I don't so know. why was he digging tunnels? He got anything? But we also went with Stephen's part about that we're burning the house. But again, we add this fucking, we add this tunnel and the goop, and then Manny and Judd with Timmy, and by the end of it, I was like, why couldn't we have just had the fucking, uh, why couldn't we have just worked a way to end with Timmy and the dad burning in the house? Even though I knew that was going to happen, Dukovny, I wanted to see how we got well, there. Dukovny that's the interesting gives part. his life to fucking kill his own son. You know, or something like that. That's how know? that's how I expected it would go down when he said, "Correct, that you guys set the fucking place on fire." After David doesn't want a bar of anyone. What was his name? Billy. Yeah, Bill. Billy. Yeah. He doesn't want a bar of anyone during the film, and then he white rolls up and goes, "Right, let's fucking well, wrap this go. up." Huh? <laughs> how do we get there? Good one, buddy. I'll tell you how we got there, and I think it might be the scene you fucking pissed yourself laughing at. Are we talking about the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I was in stitches as well. You called me cries after that. Like, I know. It's, it's as if to say, what have I done? Oh, what have ate, I done? He ate, the fucking, he ate my fucking prime, prime rib. Yeah, he did. I was going to have that for dinner. What he's he's, he's on him. his knees. <laughs> He's on his knees in front of them. Oh, shit. He ate a scotch fillet too. And gnawing on some shit. And I was just like... But the way that he's talking, he's like, eh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it made me laugh. And, and then, then he yeah, gets up and he goes, um, Timmy's not here. Yeah, yeah. And he started fucking, when he started, when he went to the bedroom and started crying, I was that was the moment where I was like, we're supposed to feel something here. Well, I but feel we that. have nothing leading up to that. I feel zero. I got no. nothing. No energy no. out of that. But fuck, I laughed. And I, I did too. I should have laughed, Jared. But, but you should have because it was should. very funny. There's also a sequence that I always love in this in these particular movies. But Judd wakes up in the middle of the night and he, he hears something and he gets his gun and he goes outside and he goes onto the road. He looks down and he sees the photo on the ground. Mm. And then a fucking truck goes, Drives <laughs> 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 out of the way. I'm like, so hang on, so you yeah, did not really hear that? the roaring engine of a truck <laughs> from what, 100 metres away? Yeah, because Gage heard it, but he was just an oblivious child. <laughs> exactly. He accidentally ran in front of it. Yeah. Now, but you could see also in the first one, Gage is running towards the road and you can, the truck is clearly coming. Yes. And everybody can see it and they use it as like a way to kind of ramp up the shit well shit will I actually get to him in time mm. um no I mean so you Tom you you what your head was so far up your fucking ass you don't know there's a 50 ton truck coming your way no until it starts beeping its horn <sighs> yep Christ pretty bad it looks really cheap too feels like a real step down because the remake actually made 113 million on a 21 million budget? Yeah. Well, I think the, the cheapness came out in what you were saying, that everything was shot really close and it didn't seem like perhaps they didn't have a lot of period sort of looking stuff. So what they did have, they just tried to keep 
stuff there and didn't expand a little bit because we didn't get a little town. That's what I'm talking about. We didn't yeah. get any sense of Ludlow other than a couple of couple of houses and that's, we were visiting. That's your Stephen King bread and butter. Correct. The small town and well, the people in it. Much like developing the relationship when they were kids is your Stephen King bread and butter. That's what he's fucking fantastic at, is writing those... That those stuff would be in the book, but let's not use it. No. Don't <laughs> worry about that. <laughs> it's freely available. Don't, even, the rights. don't even talk to him. He's fucking <laughs> just after money. Look, last time I checked, he was a fucking dribbler, so let's just move on. Have you got anything else? I've got I, one I, more. I just touched on the goo again. I still can't. I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know what it was. Ancient Evil or something? Uh, uh, I think it was Ancient Evil. Well... <laughs> I thought a Wendigo would have <laughs> another way to kill someone than drowning them slowly in mud. Especially when they offed everyone else really quickly. Yeah. I've never, in in all of the Pet Sematary things, I've never heard held, of someone being held hostage. Why was she being held hostage? Why her? To get Judd and what? Annie back. They were going to come back anyway. Okay. What's the last thing you had? Last thing I had, well, I thought I thought killing Judd's dad was bullshit because it just felt like that's where we were going. Yeah. As soon as they all rounded up, I was like, if that's where we're going, because we know it's not Judd, I felt like it wasn't going to be Manny because I felt like they'd, they'd sort of put that back together and we knew it wasn't going to be Norma either. Okay, so, so nobody. <laughs> so, so it was Judd's dad. I mean, it could have been Manny, but I just felt when we were going there, it was like, oh... He's going to get stuck in Ludlow because he's got to carry on the... He's got to continue his dad's tradition of... of when someone new comes into town, go, hey, we've got a pet cemetery here that I'm going to tell you all about. <laughs> Don't take anyone up there. Don't use it, <laughs> but it's there. Unless you ask me, <laughs> and then I'll help you do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe after 50, 60 years, I might come around to... We should give this another shot. <laughs> see, see if anything's changed. Oh, but in the first one, was Judd not a piss pot? I don't think he was a piss pot, but I think that was... But, but that was crucial, right? That was part of... Judd and Lewis got together because they just, beers just out sit out on the porch and this is how it all came out. So I felt, why not go with... Because that's what Judd's dad was doing. But he never had the conversations on the porch. It might have been two on the nose, but I felt like they all survive. And Judd comes around to, well, fuck, I'm going to sit on the porch with my old man and... Well, the way I see that is it also explains more of Judd's character if you're going to sit on the porch and talk. Yeah, because Lewis and Judd ended up with this father-son type connection. So I sort of felt like, okay, well, that's going to start with Judd and his, his dad. I wonder um, if they felt like that was too close and decided not to do it. Too close to the first one. Yeah, well, I think maybe You were already too close, you stupid bricks. But, but so then, it doesn't matter. But then the idea of killing his dad, I just felt, was equally on the nose. Yeah. Doesn't he get a shotgun shoved through him? Is yeah. That what it was? Yeah, yeah. I the Mike Myers style, stabbed with a shotgun. As you said, where did they find the strength? Well, that's right. Because Gage had a little so, more strength, but so, it was more that he was just... I, I do remember Gage getting fucking impish. thrown across the room. <laughs> he was an he was impish... He like Chucky. He just... Yeah. just the house. <laughs> exactly. Um, Who may actually end up stabbing you. But he also cut Judd's Achilles tendon. Correct. So that incapacitated him. Yeah. And allowed him to cut his hair in the face. Yes. But why are they so strong? When they come out of the ground. Well, I guess it comes back to that demon possession stuff, but it's the inconsistency with what was around previously, right? The ancient evils, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ancient evils are strong. 
They must be because they worked out a bit more than yeah, modern people. Yeah, the average people. <laughs> All right, do you have anything else? No, I think we've probably been quite harsh on it. Yeah, but I think and I, did, I really didn't want to be. I think I was, rightfully so. I was I excited. Think... I was I was actually excited about this. I wasn't super excited, but the way I saw it is maybe there's a fresh take here. Well, my expectations were I might get a three out of I might get a three out of five picture here that's along the lines of something I really want to see. I think you hit the nail on the head because I was going to bring up the fact earlier you hit the nail on the head about. We need someone to come with a good pitch, not the other way around. That we need, we've got pet cemetery, so we need to just pull something out of our ass. Yeah. But initially, after watching this, I was in the same sort of camp as I felt about the Exorcist. I was like, well, yeah. "Why the fuck have we got this? Well, it's all. Why do we need Exorcist films? Why do we need pet cemetery movies? All that is there has been said. Well, the way the thing that it comes back to for me is, I think it was Paul Dini who wrote some of the stuff about Mr. Freeze in the Batman animated series. I heard interviews with him or was sitting in a session when he was fucking talking to people and someone asked him something about characters and ideas and stuff like that. And he basically said, I think it always comes back to that if you've got a great idea, that's where it all starts. It doesn't matter what's been done, doesn't matter what's, you know. And he kind of pointed out that Mr. Freeze was a fucking joke for years and it all it took was one good story to connect all this together. Yeah. And it fucking changed everything. So that's that's where it is for me, right? Like you you So give me something fresh. Yeah. Don't just rush this shit out. You come out with someone who loves Stephen King, loves the property or whatever and just thinks well, that, that's not even a prerequisite. It's just a good writer who may have fucking seen Pet Cemetery and said and goes, well, what happens if we went in this direction? Yeah, I've got or read the Stephen King book and said I'm going to take that and I'm going to flesh that out into yeah. a script. And I'm or I've got a story that involves this character and this, but this is the take on it, and everyone goes, fuck, that's that's really cool. Yeah, and that's not what happened here. No. Unfortunately. They kind of skirted around the right idea. I felt like didn't it was do the right it correctly. idea. Maybe I'm so, wrong in that, but I was no, kind of excited. I think you're correct. It. I think they were in the ballpark of what would have made for interesting stuff. Right? The prequel, the angle with Timmy, all of that is conceivably, if done right, a really good way to to, to connect to the original. The, the original. And to me, would have felt less like a cheap. Let's just make it for the rights. Yeah. I mean, it still is. But if you're looking at that particular story that's been in all of them and saying let's go there, at least you're looking. To me, you're looking in the right direction. Correct. Agreed. Agreed. All right, that was Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and Instagram at thrillmepodcast.au. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of the next film. And again, it's October, so expect horror for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But until then, take it easy, everyone. And we'll catch up with you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.